Pick 6 Podcast, yours truly, Will Brinson, has arrived home. That means I can get back on the phone with some of my good friends like Pete Prisco, the newest resident of Fort Lauderdale. How'd the move go, Pete? Well, you know, moving's a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> emptying boxes and, uh, you know, even with movers, it's still a pain because you got to find stuff and deal with getting the TV turned on, the most important thing, <laughs> right? Uh, but, yeah, we're, we, we're almost done. Uh, let's put it that way. We're almost done, thankfully. All, always move in the offseason. Maybe don't move the month of the draft, but it's fine. You're, you're, uh, you're they def- needed me here for the draft, and then I come down here and i got to go to Dallas for the draft. Well, you'll be on site doing stuff for HQ. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, you should check out CBSSportsHQ.com. Pete, one of our lead voices there, doing excellent work. Streaming free, 24-7, all the sports news you need. And if you're a listener of the Pick 6 Podcast, longtime listener, and one of those people who keeps tweeting me going, where's Costas? Where's Costas? Well, he's always on HQ. That's what he does every night. He does a uh, HQ show starting at uh, 7, well, He's got one at 5, and then he's uh, doing highlights from 7 until the game's end. So he's on all night. And, um, you know, I'm going to be on with him tonight. I did uh, this afternoon with Bryant McFadden and Chris Hassel. So, yeah, we're, we're around the clock. You know, HQ is it, man. It's great, it's great stuff. It's all I watch in my house. Um, my son demanded. So that's that's we don't, we, we don't even watch uh, – Paw Patrol anymore. We just watch HQ. You can also subscribe, rate, and review the Big Six podcast. We've got a great uh, group of guests coming up as we head into the draft. I know Jason Lockenfor will join us this week. Lance Zierlein of NFL.com is going to hop on, and we'll have some more people down the pipe. Um, hopefully that doesn't, doesn't backfire on me announcing future guests. But remember, we're daily, 30 minutes, six topics, five minutes per topic, or roughly thereabouts. I've already burned up the first two minutes of the show, so let's dive right in, Pete Briscoe. James Harrison retired. Hall of Famer, yes or no? No. Oh. No way. Emphatically. Hall, no. of very, Hall of very good, not a Hall of Famer. He was, he was a heck of a football player, and he's a self-made football player, which makes you appreciate what he's done even that much more. I mean, look, the guy was undrafted, turned himself into the all-time leading sacker, I think, in Steelers history. Um that that's impressive stuff. So, but not a Hall of Famer, no way, oh, no way. Five time Pro Bowler, two time uh, first team All Pro, Defensive Player of the Year in two thousand eight, won two Super Bowl rings, and, and uh, put the rings aside. That, that, that people get too enamored when they talk about the Hall of Fame with the rings. Uh, he, he played on good teams. He was a darn good player, but he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't disagree with you. Uh, that's gonna be one of our shorter topics. That's fine. Number two. We might even go seven because some of these are a little bit shorter because the news is just the, the nature of the news. C.J. Anderson released by the Broncos. Do you think that sign, matching the, the Dolphins' offer sheet is the worst move of John Elway's tenure? Well, I mean, <laughs> he botched the, the, uh, the offer sheet to, what, was it Doomerville? Oh, yeah. you're right. I forgot about you the fax You about game. that one, yeah, right? Well, you didn't get the fax in a time. No, yeah. there's been some bad ones. Uh, matching that offer sheet was bad, but it would have been even worse for Miami, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, or just yeah. as bad. So, no, I, look, you, you don't pay running backs. They're, they're everywhere. You could draft them in the third round, and, and that's why it was a bad move. And, and somebody's going to pay C.J. Anderson, maybe Miami again. Maybe Miami will be the team that goes after him. Certainly could be Miami. I mean, they're a logical landing spot with his connection with Adam Gase. And then you look at their uh, depth chart, they have Kenyon Drake, of course, and Frank Gore, not exactly a – uh, a feature back on that list, and so maybe Anderson is a fit there, and maybe that th- maybe they thought this was coming. Um, do you think that this means that the Broncos could be in play for Saquon Barkley at number five? No, I don't. If you look at Elway's history, 
as a player and as, as a GM. Look at and when he's been around the city and the organization. Terrell Davis, sixth round. Yep. Mike Anderson wasn't drafted. You know, Atlantis Gary back in the day. No, no, he wasn't associated with all these, but Derek Lavelle used to run for 100 yards. I remember him running for over 100 yards as a backup um, against Jacksonville one day when I was, when I was out there. They find backs, yeah. and they believe in their zone scheme, and they're not going to take a back high. So, no, I don't think they'll take Saquon Barkley. I, Saquon Barkley, dare I say it, has a chance to fall down a little bit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got more on Saquon Barkley, but go ahead. Expound on expound while you're there. Well, think I'll, about it. The quarterback will go one. Well, the I, I've mocked him going to seven to the Buccaneers, and people get all up in my business and act I like. I think they're going to take deep. What if they take defense, which they badly need? And then he what falls, if they took the yeah. Derwin James or Minka Fitzpatrick or somebody? And what if the Colts didn't take the running back? And then where? Bears won't Nine? take him. Raiders aren't going to take him. I don't the think. Niners aren't going to take him, right? With they, they just paid McKinnon. Yeah. Wow. If he falls out of the top ten, that would be insane. I, I by the way, I have you know you'll love this, Will. Uh, you know I've always done the better than team, which yes. came out last week. I, but he I lines had, on it. I, I know. I saw. And I had. Um, a scout friend of mine say, what's the matter with you? Who's on your worst than team? And I said, what do you mean? Who's on my worst than team? I don't do one. He goes, what am I, what are you scared? I said, scared of what? You know, me better than that. So I decided to do a worse than team. And I came up with, I just put 10 guys on it and that's coming out on Tuesday. And Saquon Barkley is on that team. Oh my God. You are looking for some clicks, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm looking at the position value a, but I also think that we've gone overboard on this kid. They've turned him into Walter – and I wrote this. They turned him into Walter Payton-Barry Sanders combo. Yeah. He's a good player. I think he's going to be a really good player. But he's that much better than the other backs in this draft. I don't think so. So, for me, that's why he's on the list. He's not alone as the star on the list, by the way. There's a certain quarterback – from uh, the men of Troy, who is on that list. Ooh, people, uh, devotees of the Pick Six podcast know very well that you are not a huge um, Sam Darnold fan. I've got some. Uh, we're going to play a game called Smoke or Fire in a second about some of these uh, draft things. But let's get through the rest of the NFL news. Um, Eric Kendrick's extension. Do you like it? Five years, fifty million, twenty-five million guaranteed for the Vikings linebacker. Yes, yes, because he stays on the field. I mean, you know, look, you want linebacker, you're going to pay linebackers. They got to stay on the field. He stays on the field. That's important. Uh, he's an important part of their defense, and and Mike Zimmer, uh, you know, has always had some good linebackers that can you know build around. They have good ones with Barr um, and him now. So yeah, I I do. I think it's a smart move by the Vikings. Would you rather have the Vikings defense or the Jaguars defense in 2018? Whoo, that's a good question. Let's see. Everson Griffin, Yannick Ngagwe. That might be two ships passing in the night right there because Griffin's been really good, but Ngagwe is on his way to being special. Yeah. Um, inside, probably Jaguars. take Jacksonville's guys. Yeah. Uh, linebackers, Miles Jack, I think, in the playoffs show what he's going to be, and he's going to be a really good middle linebacker. Uh, Telvin Smith can run. The linebackers, I'd probably give a little edge right now to Minnesota. Uh, corners. I, Ramsey's the best of the group. Yeah. Sorry, Xavier Rhodes. Um, then Rhodes is two, but Boye is clearly the number three. Yeah. The safeties, there's nobody on Jacksonville close to being as good as Harrison Smith. The other safety is a, is a liability, I think, for the Vikings, and more so than what the Jaguars have with either Church or, or Gibson. So I'd probably take Jacksonville, 
but barely. How about in five years from now, would you rather have the Vikings or the Jaguars? I mean, Daniil Hunter will be a star, I think. Yeah. Well, I think Ngagwe is going to be pretty good. You know, let's not forget, Dante Fowler comes off the bench, and he had, you know, counting playoffs, he had over 10 sacks last year. True. Um. So, yeah, I probably take the, you know, it's five years. This league turns over in three years. Clayus Campbell will be retired in five years, three years. <laughs> well, that, no, that was sort of my thing. It's like, because Jacksonville has Ramsey – um, but, you know, because they dipped into free agency for a lot of these guys, and I think the only free agency ad for that Vikings defense is Lemple Joseph. Um, most of the, I, th- I think the average age of the Vikings is a little bit younger than the Jaguars. But, I mean, look, they're both going to be great. But like, Jacksonville get, can get rid of, you know, Darius or yeah. one of the – or Jackson next year um, yeah. because, the cap, you know, the cap reasons. That'll get too high. But the, for next year, I think Jacksonville's probably a little better because they're a little stouter inside. All right. Um I think that's all of the actual news, unless I missed something. I was out, like, I, I was telling you before the podcast, I had to, my flight from Nashville from John Breach's wedding landed at 4 a.m., and uh, I am a, I'm a zombie today. But, so I miss anything, feel free to let me know. Let's play Smoker Fire. Smoker Fire, Pete, and basically the, the, the construct here is that I'm going to throw out a rumor, and you tell me if it's got legs or if it's something that uh, is just draft season malarkey. Smoker fire, the Giants believe that Saquon Barkley is a near-perfect prospect. That's uh, smoke. I don't believe that. I don't think the Giants are going to take the running back in that spot. I, I think Gabe Gettleman is too smart uh, to take the running back. I, I, that would be a good fit for him, though, um, if you're going to put a running back in one of those, you know, with one of those top teams uh, at the top of the draft. But, I, I look, perfect that's it goes back to what I said earlier and why he's the most overrated, one of the most overrated players. It, it, nobody's perfect, and we've seen these backs bust. Um, so no, I think that's smoke. The thing about Barkley, look, I mean, like I think he's going to be really good out of the gate, assuming he lands somewhere that he's going to get touches immediately. And you would think that uh, New York or Cleveland, although it's weird, right? Like Cleveland has Carlos Hyde. And I, I, I'm not trying to say that Jonathan Stewart is any good, but they have Paul Perkins and Jonathan Stewart and Wayne Gallman. And Wayne Hallman. Yeah, and like Hallman, I mean. and all those dudes in the passing game, like Saquon Barkley's not going to come in and run the ball 30 times per game for the Giants, is he? That would, I, I feel like that would be surprising. There's how how low how low how far could he fall? What's the, what's his realistic floor before somebody trades? Oh, no, I think if he got to like eight or nine, and let's say the Bucks didn't take him or or the Colts didn't take him, then I think you'd see somebody make a move to go get him. You would think so. I mean, like, yeah. if you're the Bears and because it, it seems like, well, we'll get the Bears a second, but it's, I mean, if you're the Bears, you can't possibly draft Saquon Barkley when you got Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, right? Or could you? No, you could not. No, the Bears could not. No, absolutely not. Right. No so way. if you're Chicago, you put out some feelers and say, hey, look, if anybody wants to come up to eight, we're willing to trade down and move out of that spot, come get Saquon Barkley. I still think he goes to either Tampa Bay or Indianapolis if he falls past the Browns at four. And I, I really, Pete, I really do think that that Cleveland, I don't know where your latest mock is on this, but I think Cleveland sees an ideal situation where they get the quarterback one and then Bradley Chubb four. That's what I think. I've said, I've pretty much said that all along. I thought that's would be the case. If the Giants don't take Chubb at two, then I think it goes, Cleveland's smart enough to realize you get this quarterback. And by the way, I think it's still, I've been saying it all along. I still think it's Josh Allen. And then they come back at four and take Chubb. And you pair him with Garrett and you have Ogba as the third guy. Um, that's, you know, you get pass rusher and passer in the same draft. You do cartwheels. So, yeah, you can come back and get the running back. 
at the top of two. They have two, what, they have two picks at the top of two. Yeah, 30, uh, 33 and 35. Yeah, you come back and get the quarterback at the top of two. That's the what they, back. I mean, the running back. That's, that's ideal draft for them, and I think that's how it'll play out. Smoke or fire, Cortland Sutton out of SMU could be the first wide receiver off the board. That's smoke. Mm. That's smoke. Um, I think Ridley from Alabama, Calvin Ridley, or DJ Moore from Maryland will be the first one off. And I, me personally, I would take Moore. You're, do you do you like Ridley? I know we talked about these. I know we talked about. The He's on my. Let's week. put it this way. He's on my uh, overrated team. Wow. So you've got Sam Darnold, Saquon Barkley, and Calvin Ridley on your overrated team. Yeah, I do. I do. And you know, look. I like these guys. I just don't love them the way others do. Um, I, I, I like other receivers. I think Anthony Miller from Memphis is one of those yeah, guys that I think I would take over Calvin Ridley. I like DJ Moore better than Calvin Ridley. Um, if you're looking for a big receiver, Cortland Sutton, Sutton makes sense. He's a big receiver, big physical receiver um, in the Alshon Jeffrey mold. So uh, I'd probably put Ridley third on my my list. Mm. I, I think I like Miller more. I think Anthony Miller's the sleeper of the whole group. I wouldn't take a wide receiver at the first round of this draft. I just don't think. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't uh, either. But somebody's going to force it because so teams have needs. I mean, you look at all the teams that have wide receiver needs. We saw what happened with the wide receivers last year. Everybody panicked and, and overdrafted those guys last year. I think you'll see something along those lines this year, probably in the middle part of the draft. Smoke or fire, Josh Rosen could fall down the draft board and into the teens. That is smoke, smoke, and uh, lots of smoke. There's no way. <laughs> No way. Those quarterbacks, the four top quarterbacks, are all going in the first 10 to 12 in the latest. There's, there's well, no, but that's what I mean. I mean, if Rosen fell to 12, that would be stunning. Yeah, he's not falling. Those guys are going higher than you think. Those, quarterbacks. No, 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 Everybody's think, desperate for quarterbacks. I think the four quarterbacks go in the top five picks. Or top six, depending on, like, what maybe, you know, something happens and they move back and get out of there. You know, the Colts are sitting there, right, and they trade out of yeah. there again. So, no, I, I – there's no way he's lasting to the teens. No way. Who had? I mean, so it has to be like Barkley two to the Giants and Chubb four to the Browns, or flip those, and then or, and then the Broncos could take Nelson the guard. Yeah. And then you get to six, and you got a quarterback sitting there. Well, at that point, if you're the at that point, it would be stunning if the Bills and Colts didn't hammer out some deal to make yeah. a trade with Plum. Of course, yeah. Um, smoke or fire. The Broncos could trade down out of the number five pick. No, I think that's real. Mm. I think that's real. Um, look, I talked to John Elway last year about Paxton Lynch. He, he was a big believer in him. I don't think he's given up on him that easily. He signed Keenum. He feels like he's got a quarterback for the next couple of years. And, and so I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I don't think they take Barkley. So if, you know, maybe Nelson's a possibility there, but if you can move down a couple picks and maybe still get him. And add some picks. Why wouldn't you? So yeah, I would say that's that's there's some likelihood to that. Mm, interesting. That would be if you do that, then you're going to get the five. You're going to get four. Of the then you're going to get four. I'm trying to do the math and I'm doing it wrong. How many quarters? So if you get you're going to get a quarterback at one and three guaranteed, and, and the then Bron four. I mean, and then five. And then for five, sure. and maybe four if somebody feels like they need to right. trade up. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be I you know I've talked to guys I think the quarterbacks going one two three four in some form or fashion when the, when it's all the dust settles and deals are made. I don't think I, I, Dave Gettleman doesn't like to trade down. I don't think I know. I don't think. But he if did. he gets enough good enough offer, he will. How much how much would it cost for you to trade down if you're Dave? I mean, 
pretend you're Dave Gettleman and not you, because I think you would trade down from two to twelve to get like most of us would do it for like two extra picks. How much? How much do you think? Dave I take Gettleman your has one next year and a two two. Give me a one and a two. I'm moving to twelve. If I don't like the quarterbacks, if I love one of the quarterbacks, I'm taking them. Wait, so if you're, if you're Dave Gettleman and you would move from two to twelve for a one and a two next year, your I take your twelve, your one next year, and a two. No, I I would need I if if you're talking about the Bills, I would want twelve, twenty two, and your first next year for number two overall. Mm, that's a steep price. If I'm the Bills, I'm not doing that. That's I mean that's a price to play. I mean price to play but you get to jump the jets if you do it and you get to like you you're get to, moving well the bills would be moving from 12 to two yes 10 spots what's that on the trade value i don't have my computer in front i'll of get it for you in just a second um but yeah, the, I, think, well, I think you're overpricing that really. I, I might be but i think that i don't think that the, the actual economics work here the same as they normally do so it's 2600 for number two 1200 for 12 784. That's 1980, and then next year's will be, or 19, yeah, 19, 1980 would be, you're overpricing it because even if it's yeah. the, say it's 26. Well, I think the bills would be, I think the bills are probably closer to 15 if you're projecting. Okay, so say it's 15. Yeah. Well, it's 1,200 wow. plus 780 plus 1050. You're paying. You're yeah, you're losing. overpricing. You're yeah, overpaying you're, for it. Yeah, you're basically, you're basically. But if you put the two in there, take take their two ones this year and a two next year. I bet that works out. Yeah, no, that, that math works out. But you're basically, you're getting, a, you're basically getting, if you do that, if you're Dave Gettleman, you'd be getting a, a, a free second round pick thrown in there, which is obscene value. But to me, I mean, I sort of, I sort of get down with that because you're getting, A, you're getting, you're getting your second choice of all the quarterbacks on the board. B, you're getting to jump your, one of your divisional rivals, the team you're going to be one of the two, two or three teams you're going to be competing with to rise up once Tom Brady and Bill Belichick retire, and you, they are definitely picking a quarterback, and you get to jump in front of them, and then and then see there's going to be a bunch of other teams who are going to be interested in that two pick, um, and I, I just think you have to overpay for it. Maybe maybe the Bills are willing to pay, play chicken with it, but I think you have yeah, to. That's overpay a for that's it. a big price to pay unless you have true conviction on one of those quarterbacks. You know, me personally, I would I wouldn't make the move up. To go get one of them, unless Allen was sitting there. Yeah, smoke or fire. Then Dave Gettleman has Sam Darnold as the number one player on his board. Well, I don't believe that. I don't think he has one of the quarterbacks as his top player on the board. I just don't. I think he has Bradley Chubb, Saquon, Saquon Barkley, Barkley. Quentin yeah, Nelson. or Quentin Nelson. And yeah, that's a, that's how I look. The best three players in this draft, position notwithstanding, are are those three. Yeah, they are. But their position, only one of them plays a position of value, and that's Chubb. And that's why he should be the first non-quarterback taken. In a vacuum, he would be the number one pick in this draft. Correct, except for teams are so right. you know, desperate quarterback for quarterbacks. Right. Well, but I think that's the thing with the Giants, too, is like if you're Dave Gettleman and you pass on a guy who can inject a lot of life into your defense for a quarterback who's probably not going to play next year because Eli Manning is around and you manage to piss off Eli Manning by doing that drafting. And then that quarterback doesn't work out. You're getting fired. Um, but if you, you know, I mean, I, I just feel like they're all in on, on 2018 and Eli in, in the next two years. It just, it just, it just feels that way. And he doesn't, he, I mean, I get that everybody lies, but he's been pretty straightforward in his time as a GM, at least sort of letting you figure out how he's going to, play things out and to me he's he's torn between Barkley and Chubb right now and whether to try and like you know give the offense some life or give the defense some life and I, I think he ends up leaving Chubb but that that's just me I agree I, I think he takes Chubb in the end smoke or fire 
Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds both go in the top 10. There's a chance that happens. And let's not forget about Leighton Vander Esch either, because I think there's a chance he goes in that top 10. Three too. linebackers in the top 10? I don't know if they all will, but all three of them have a chance to. Um, you know, I told you before, I, I think Roquan Smith and Leighton Vander Esch and Edmonds are three freaks, right? And yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Didn't, weren't they on three of the 10? Yep. And, and they, they can stay on the field. That's the thing. You don't draft a linebacker who doesn't stay on the field on third down and passing downs. They all three can. And I used to think Roquan Smith was a weak side linebacker, and you don't draft weak side linebackers in the top 10. But I went back and watched him more, and he's more of a middle linebacker. He's thick. He, you know, he's not big, but he's thick. He, he reminds me a little bit, dare I say it, of Ray Lewis. And and from a body standpoint, his thick lower body, and, and I think that'll help him play middle linebacker. I think Van Der Esch. I told you some scouts, personnel people have compared him to Luke Keekley, which that's unbelievably high praise. Yeah. And, and then Edmonds is a freak. He's 19 years old. Um, he can run sideline to sideline. He's far from a polished product just about yet. But boy, I'll tell you what, he is. He's got some skills. So I think all three of them. And with what's happening in San Francisco with Reuben Foster. That could be a play for one of them. You got to figure Chicago needs in middle linebacker, inside linebacker help, and um, Oakland. So there's three spots that those guys could go, and I think Miami would be in play for them if they made it to them as well. Interesting. And then that's your top eleven. So if you had those three linebackers go in that top eleven, and four quarterbacks, then you bet. And this is actually the scenario, Pete, where Saquon Barkley falls because those linebackers get moved up, four quarterbacks. That's seven, and then you have. Chubb, Barkley, Quentin. I mean, no, sorry, not Barkley. Chubb, Nelson, Nelson, and then the two safeties: Mika Fitzpatrick yeah. and Derwin James. Yeah, I. If he falls out of the top ten, could you imagine? People will be melting down. Yeah, I wouldn't be because I, you know, how I feel about running backs. But that, I mean, look, it's probably not going to happen. But you also got to factor in their need. Yeah, sure. And 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 the depth of the running back class, and and compare it to the depth of you know, like the defensive back safety class. I mean. I think when you look at that, you got to factor that all in, and it's a possibility he could fall a little bit. I mean, let's not forget Todd Gurley went ten to the Rams too. It's you know we, he was the one who sort of kickstarted this. It's okay to draft a running back early. Like t- top ten is, I mean, you know, you don't have to draft the running back in the top five. Top ten is still a really high investment into a running back. Yeah, um, you know, if you take a running back at eight, nine, ten, whatever, that's that's a high, a big investment in a running back. I, I just think the class is too deep for me. Yeah. And, you know, I go back to last year and Jordan Howard, a fifth round pick a couple of years ago, and you can find those guys. I, and and is, who would you rather have, Kamara or Leonard Fournette right now? I mean, Kamara. And Kamara right. straight up. You'd right. Have Kamara. right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and Kareem Hunt, same thing. He's, he's, he's just as productive. He was more productive than Leonard Fournette. I, I, I just think you could find the running backs. That's why I think there's a chance he slides. I don't know if he will. I don't think he will, but I think there's a chance he does. Smoker fire. Sean Payton doesn't think this is a very good quarterback class. Thinks the only guy standing at the end of uh, maybe four or five years could be Sam Darnold. I tend to think that they're all lumped together. I, I Let's face it. Two of them will be busts. One of them will be very good. And one of them could be a star. That That's the likelihood. Who Who they are is to be determined. But that's the likelihood because that's what history tells us, that there's going to be guys that don't work out in the quarterback class. So do I love this class? No, I don't. Um, I can understand where Sean would say that. 
some people sit there and say Sean is angling. I don't think he is. <laughs> uh, I, I think he likes what he has and is his backup in Taysom Hill. I think he thinks he's a he's a guy that could be very productive for him. So uh, I would say no. I think I think this is I think Sean is being honest and candid about it, and and I tend to agree with him. All right, interesting. I see. I and I guess he probably thinks he's not going to get a really good look at one of these guys either. Like like if you're the if you're the Saints and as you noted that he likes Taysom Hill now is this is not the year to make your move when all these other teams are getting quarterbacks like you have Drew Brees under contract for two more years you have Taysom Hill as your backup um you know you you have a team that is stacked around you and you could use another piece or two to try and either boost the wide receiver core or and they actually they just had Cameron Meredith so maybe that's not an issue or or just add another piece of the defense the, a, a young growing defense so if I'm if I'm Sean Payton I'm not leaning um I'm not leaning quarterback in this in this first round by the way how lucky did they get with that Reuben Foster situation well, yeah, a lot of teams did because a lot of people loved the kid. But the Saints I wanted mean, to take him with that second first-round pick. I know, they had and- I know. And they ended up with Ryan Ramchick, who is a darn good player. And they had, by the way, they've had a, they had a great draft. It's, last year. it's historically good. I mean, it's yeah. Marshawn Lattimore, Ryan Ramchick, um, Kamara, Alvin Kamara, Marcus Williams, Marcus Williams. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah that's, that's that's a really good. That's how you turn around a team really fast in uh, in a single year. Smoke or fire. The Patriots are interested in potentially drafting Lamar Jackson. I think that's smoke. I don't. I don't believe that for one bit. I think the Patriots got to pick players that can help them now. Mm. I, I don't buy the quarterback situation. They got Tom Brady. He still can play two or three more years. That'll get him. That'll get Belichick through his career. Um, and, and then you know I don't think he's going to worry about the next part of what happens with the quarterback situation. I think he's going to draft guys that can help him now. Colton Miller would be a great pick for them. I, I think, you know, let him play left tackle. You develop him. You have Dante Scarnecki who can work with him. He's got some limitations. He needs to work on some things, but I think that'll work. And then and then with the second first-round pick, you get more help. I mean, maybe get a pass rusher or you get, a, you know, a corner. I, I don't. I think they're a good football team that could be, you know, again, a will be a contender because of Brady, but you need more help. We saw that in the in the playoffs, and we saw that in the Super Bowl. They were exposed a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. They need to get better over there. Yeah, they're getting Hightower back. I get it, but they need help over there. So I think they're going to use their picks on on players that can help them now. Yeah, and I think the other thing that people are sleeping on when it comes to the Patriots and the quarterback, like they have two first-round picks, 23 and 31 overall, but they also have 43 and 63 overall. And so, if they wanted to try and get somebody in the second round, and I and yeah, they, like people have linked them to Kyle Loletta from Richmond, or you know Mike White, a guy I like from Western Kentucky, yeah. or Luke Falk from Washington State, you can get those guys maybe even in the third round. I, I you know, look, they got Tom Brady in the sixth, they got Jimmy Garoppolo in the second. They don't. They, Jacoby, they, they, they had Jacoby Brissett in the third too. Right. Yeah. Matt Castle, so, uh, undrafted. Correct. Yeah. So I don't wanna, think they're going to take a quarterback in the first round. I, I tend to agree. I think that this is going to so – you know what I think Bill Belichick is doing, Pete? I think that he sees what we're talking about with this quarterback situation and how good players like a Saquon Barkley or a Roquan Smith or a Tremaine Ed, you know, Edmonds and, and, and then like Van Der Esch. So even though we think those guys will probably go top 11, because of the quarterbacks, and then you, then you throw in Mason Rudolph and you throw in Lamar Jackson, when you throw in all these quarterbacks, it's entirely possible that – a lot of good players get pushed down, and I think he could see it like he saw 
the uh, 2012 draft when he went out and got Dante Hightower and Chandler Jones in the same draft. Remember, and, and, and he used he had two first-round picks because he had traded back with the Saints who wanted Mark Ingram. And as a result, he was able to sort of – this is the only time you ever see Belichick trade up. He moved up in the draft twice and picked up two cornerstone pieces for his defense. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. And I think it makes sense to do maybe one offensive line, maybe one defense, or maybe you just stamp hat at 23 and 31 and get your guys. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe you can maybe you wish he had Chandler Jones back. By the way, um, <laughs> you love that, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think he's got a lot of maneuverability here. Yeah, I told you what a lot of guys in the league say. They think that Belichick enjoys the draft process and the evaluation process and the and the free agency process more now than he does actually coaching games. Really? No, I don't think. I don't know, did you tell me that? You might. I mean, yeah. you probably. You, yeah, yeah, that's what guys say. They think he actually enjoys that more than coaching games now because it's. It's for him, and he's been a big. He's always been involved in it, and he's always had fun with it. But now he, it, it, they think that maybe now this is you know getting him ready for maybe the next step of his career when he does move upstairs and becomes a GM full time or runs a team full time. Mm, interesting. Do you buy? By the way, he'd be brilliant at it. Yeah, he'd be. Yeah, if he if you took coaching off his plate and he just got to be a full time GM, he'd be really good at it. I'd oh, be great at it. And I'm, I'm sure that he'll transition into a football czar situation right or, or at least he'll, he'll retire i don't know bill might bill is one of those guys that might just retire away. and not go and go away and enjoy life because hmm. he's different than that he does like to fish yeah and and you know he, he's he's you see him at times at the league meetings he's a little looser and you know i don't know i, I he might be one of those guys that walks away from it um smoker fire not draft related is t- this is a headline on pro football talk and it's basically, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but it's basically building off of a Tom Curran column titled Complexity of Gronk's Situation Reflects Bigger Issues Facing Patriots. And the headline from Florio, Mike Florio, is, Is Tom Brady Leading a Revolt Against Bill Belichick? Smoke or fire, Tom Brady's leading revolt against Bill Belichick. That's a smoke. Gronk's not there because he wants a new contract. That's, that's, that's smoke, 100% smoke. Brady, Brady and Belichick coexisted for all these years. All of a sudden, at the end of his career, he's not going to coexist with them. I don't buy it. No, not no. Nice try, Mike. No way. <laughs> it was technically current, I think. But the, but yeah, but NBC Sports Properties, media, media on media crime for us. Uh, and finally, smoke or fire, both the Patriots and the Bills will trade up and. Well, you know, we already answered that. Smoke or fire, the Bills will trade up and draft a quarterback. Ignore the Patriots, just the Bills. If if they like one of them and he's there, then I think they do. They go to – I mean, Josh Allen would make tons of sense in Buffalo for me. And I did a thing today where best fits for guys. That's a perfect fit. Yeah, I saw Josh that. Why Allen. did you why, – why do you like him in Buffalo? Because – okay, a couple reasons. Jim Kelly was a big, strong-arm quarterback who the last time they had success at that position ideally was him. Yeah. And he could rip it through the weather in Buffalo and could, you know, fire in the K gun and fire the ball over the place. I think Allen is that kind of player. A B when Brandon Bean, the GM and Sean McDermott, when Carolina, they had a big strong arm quarterback who could rip the ball through all kinds of conditions and Cam Newton. I just think that that's their style of quarterback. That's what they would prefer. They got rid of a guy who was a smaller quarterback who ran and moved around to make his throws. And now they have, they can get change that up and you know go get themselves a franchise quarterback in the in the mold of a Jim Kelly and and that would make a lot of sense to me. Who else was a really good fit that you think could actually happen out of that group? I, 
I like my Nye Hines, your guy from uh, NC State, to the Patriots. Yeah, he makes a ton of sense to the Patriots. Oh, my God. I mean, the kid can do so many different things. I think he's only touched the surface because he's played so, you know, running back and wide receiver. Uh, I really believe that he would be a perfect New England Patriot. He is supposed to be on this podcast by, before the draft, too, and I'm going to make that happen. That's a good, I'm glad that you mentioned that Naheem Hines, who uh, is, is a former sprinter. Or, as he, as he likes to say, my friends call me Nye because nobody can say my name. <laughs> I read that. Yeah. Nobody can say Naheem? Yeah, they, they mispronounce it all the time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's gonna be a he'd be a perfect patriot. He so would uh, I think so would Jalen Samuels. Mm, not so much. You not as it? much. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what, what do you want him to draft? Every kind of NC State guy you got in your backyard there? The last time he took two guys from NC State in the third round, he won a Super Bowl immediately thereafter. So why not draft Samuels and uh and Naheem Hines? Who were those two? Jacoby Brissett and Joe Th- uh, Tooney. Oh, that's right, Tooney. That's yeah. right. They took them basically within like five picks of each other. They couldn't believe it because they were taking the same draft. All right, uh, we went over 30 minutes, but that's fine. We're, uh, we're we're still short. Pete Prisco, this is a lot of fun, buddy. At Prisco CBS on Twitter. You can follow uh, the podcast at Pick 6 Pod. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a rating, review, five stars. Keep tweeting at us if you love, hate, or don't care and build it about the new format. Love getting your feedback. Pete, um, we will talk to you next week before the draft, right? You got it. Yep. All right, man. See ya.